live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. you got to be kidding me. What a moment! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwam. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwam. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show with Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I think we're playing soft. We're playing stupid. Trey way out there with it. Now six seconds. Five. Trey. Tricky dribbles. He drives right past Gibson and hits the jumper. He put Gibson right on his you-know-what. How do you like that, New York? Trey's got 43. Another marvelous Broadway show put on by Trey Young. 45 points, 8 assists. What is it about this building that brings out the best in you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of bright lights in here, a lot of talking going on. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere to play in. 8-1 Sooners. 9-1 Sooners. Oh, my goodness! This ball is over the scoreboard in left field. Are you kidding me, Jocelyn Alla? A mammoth blast way out of here. And the Sooners have entered run rule territory on career home run number 102. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Today's going to be slightly warmer, but still going to be chilly today and windy. Then tomorrow it's going to start to warm up. The weekend looks fabulous, by the way. 70s, sunny every day. We got softball at home and baseball at home this weekend. Make sure you get out and uh, enjoy the weather. And uh, don't forget that spring is almost here, which means you got to check out my friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They got a little bit of everything, and their brands are best in class. They got a location in Newcastle and one in Goldsby. Extreme outdoor equipment under one roof. You can buy a zero-turn mower to cut your grass, a tractor with loader and brush hog to work your land, a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or UTV to take you hunting, fishing, or just plain having fun. And if you want to get away from it all, they can help you there, too. The purchase of a new travel trailer or rental of a motorhome, you could do it all at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Um, All right, hour two of the show. I want to play a little audio here, TJ. Spring practice number one yesterday for the Sooners. They were indoors because of the cold weather. Soft or not, TJ? You okay with them being indoors yesterday? Soft, a little soft. Uh, And afterwards, Ted Roof met with the media, new Sooners defensive coordinator. He was asked about the importance of, of spring practice oh my gosh yeah how important is spring practice like yeah like really 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 important and uh you know 
Coach Venables, you know, has been a defensive coordinator for a long time and has been the gold standard and the best in the country. And, you know, but now he's the head coach and he's got his hand on every aspect of the program. He's not just a defensive coach. He's the head coach that has his hand on every aspect of our program. And, uh, the, so that, that's how, that's how that goes. But at the same time, uh, to have a resource like him to be able to, to talk with and counsel with and just talk ball and, and ideas, that's, that's wonderful. It's like, uh, if you're having a problem putting, all right, and Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas live next door to you, you're going to go ask them how to, how to putt, right? Yeah. You're not just going to watch them go out and see all those championship trophies and you're going to, you're going to use your resources. And certainly, uh, you know, like I said, he's involved in every aspect of our program and, uh, he's, he's a fantastic resource. I think one of the most fascinating things to watch this year, TJ, was is going to be if Brent will be hands off on game day with the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will be interesting to follow. And I don't mean hands off. Obviously, he's got the headset on and he can talk and, and be involved. But as far as, I mean, we all know how active he's been as a defensive coordinator. And with the whole get back coach and all that kind of stuff, is he going to be able to be the head coach with arms folded that chimes in periodically as Ted Roof orchestrates the defense or not? He says he is. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, you know, look at Nick Saban, uh, look at uh, look at uh, uh, Kirby Smart, look at some of these other defensive minds. They're not calling the defenses, so I'm not going to call the defense. I'm the head coach, and I agree with that, but it is – we've never seen Brent that way, right? It's going to be a shock to the system the first time we see Brent, if we see Brent stoically, arms folded, being the head coach while somebody else is in charge of making sure guys are lined up where they're supposed to be. Well, it won't just be a shock to us. It'll be a shock to him, I think. I think he thinks he knows how he's going to handle it, but until you're put in that situation and – you experience it. I don't even think he knows what it's going to feel like. So, think he can do it? Yes, I think he can. But man, we're just so used to the emotional, fired up, come running into the huddle, and maybe he can still do that to a certain degree as a head coach. But I think he can. But it's going to be a change for him. And it will be strange. It'll be fascinating to watch. Yeah, yeah it'll be fascinating to watch. Um, they have an interesting collection of personalities on this coaching staff. And Ted Roof, who you just heard there, is certainly you know among them. Veteran, seen it all, been everywhere. Kind of a fatherly figure, if you will. Sage, years of wisdom. You got the you got the young guys like the Miguel Chavises and Jay Valais that wake up and, and are like the Kool-Aid man, you know, they just run through a wall for breakfast, you know. And Brent is kind of wired like that too. Uh you got Bill Biedenbow who's more uh laid back. Not not that he's laid back on the coaching, but he's not like when he's in a interview setting and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting collection that they've got here. Just watching some, some high of the videos. Guys yes, I was going to say, guys. just watching the videos yesterday of, 
uh, Schmitty and some of the high-strung guys <laughs> running, yelling, arms up in the air. Ah! And then, uh, yeah, you had the others just chilling over on the other side. So, yeah, <laughs> it's all over the place. I heard a conversation. Uh, I, maybe it was yesterday. I think maybe it was when I was going to pick up Chloe from school with uh, the the, uh, the the locked out guys in the uh, the two to three hour. Yes. Uh, locked uh, up. Tyler, with Tyler McComas and Parker. Locked up. Thune. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, about. Lincoln Riley. <laughs> and uh, the question was, somebody texted in, OU is supposed to play Georgia coming up in, what is it, 23 or 24? It's next year, right? Next I mean, not next year, but the next year. Is that right? Here, I got the future schedules right here. Uh, Georgia, 24, Georgia, I Georgia. think. 24 and- 23. 23. At Tennessee in 24. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, both those are SEC teams, TJ. You probably don't know that. You don't follow it as Thank close you. as I Thank do. But George and Tennessee are both in the SEC. Um, the question was, if Oklahoma has jumped to the SEC at that point, would they look into trying to schedule USC as a non-conference game? And I mean, that's hard to fathom. But the the Tyler was all lit up about the possibility. Oh, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Oklahoma hand... USC a 35 to 10 loss and make him like it and all this kind of stuff. Like how convinced are you that would happen? Um I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about 2 3 years on down the line. Like if o, if OU and USC played, are you convinced USC is going to be like oh you would steamroll them? They meet in a bowl game or whatever. If I'm being honest, I'm not I don't know where either program will be in two or three years. I don't I don't know. I think everything I think and believe and what I hope is Brent's going to be highly successful here. I don't know that. I don't know if Lincoln Riley's going to be successful at USC. I think he will to a certain degree, but I don't think he'll be elite and dominant the way that he had started to get on that run, uh, you know, I don't think his career starts at USC the way it does, obviously, at Oklahoma. He was set up in a much better situation, but I, I don't, I'm not willing to say if they played two years down the road that OU would just thump USC. Yeah, I've got, oh, oh, I've got a lot more faith and confidence that Brent Venables is going to have Oklahoma football vying for championships and among the college football elites. Agree. Than I do that Lincoln Riley is going to fail miserably. I completely miserably. agree with that. Like, I need somebody to tell me why that's going to happen other than they're just mad at him. I get being mad at him, but when you come to applying logic to why he's going to fail, the best reasoning I've heard is, well, he hasn't had to build a program. From the, from being bad into being good. That's yeah. true. And I think a lot he of OU inherited... fans questioned him because each year there was a slip-off from the previous year, every year he coached here. Yes, slightly. and But they still won a lot of games at a high level and went to college football playoffs right, and won, right. won conference championships. And he's in a conference where he can quickly rise to the top again. There's a difference between saying, in my mind, there's a difference between saying 
USC is going to compete for national championships. I think that's that's uh, you know I could completely see the logic of saying USC may get to college football playoffs or whatever because they're going to win the Pac-12 and have a really good record, but I think they're going to get ran over by the SEC teams once they get there because they're going to be they're not as tough. Exactly what we saw at Oklahoma. There you go. There's proven history right there. I think he's going to do at USC what he did at Oklahoma, which means get teams to win conference championships into a playoff and then not be able to finish the deal. Fair enough. I think that's fair. That's what his, albeit brief track record, but that's what his track record has shown. I don't. I think it's. I think it's a stretch to say he's going to fail miserably. Like he's gonna win five, six, seven games a year. They're gonna run him out of town. Like I don't like. What's your logic there? I, he's already shown. Like he can recruit. We know he can recruit. The Pac-12 is not a tough conference to play in. They're USC. Like they're gonna win. In my mind, anyway. Maybe I mean, what am I missing? This thing's like the the like I said. The only logic I can that has been presented. I think Sean called in one time and said, "Well, Bob handed him a, a Corvette or whatever, a Lamborghini, mm-hmm. and he just had to keep driving it down the road." Whereas at USC, he's got to build it. Okay, well, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe he doesn't know how to go from a program that's missed a bowl game to build it into a conference champion. But I don't know. That seems a little he, flimsy. Like Where he's going to teeter is this 23 class. He's got to hit and hit big. And that class has to make immediate impact. Because I don't think I see him flipping it around to a 9-10 win season this year. So... If you don't flip that again quickly the following year, you suddenly start to become irrelevant real fast in college football. And that luster and that uh, shine. So he's got to do it in two years. He's got to do it quickly because kids' attention spans are short, and you start losing future recruiting class if you don't flip it quickly. Like there aren't coaches in major conferences and at major programs like that that get – four, five, six, seven years anymore to really grind and build a thing. Well, here's his schedule this year. Rice, Stanford, Fresno, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State, Utah, Arizona, Cal, Colorado, UCLA, and Notre Dame. So he might win six. (laughs) Pretty tough schedule for USC with what they've got. What do you like? Seriously, like if your life was on it, if you were in Vegas and you had to put your your life savings on how many wins USC was going to have this year, uh, I would not, put it not trying to be funny. Just what do you think they would do? I would put it at twelve game regular season, eight and four. I want to put it at seven and five, but I'll if I'm doing what you just said, I'll go eight and four. Utah is going to be tough to win. Notre Dame is going to be tough to win, although they get them at home. 
Yeah, I mean, eight and four, nine and three is probably where I'd be at. Like, I'm trying to find the losses. Like, probably they're going to slip up somewhere. Probably they'll slip up somewhere. So eight and four, nine and three is probably the right pocket. But anyway, I don't know. The, the, the original question is. of my, my point is playing OU playing USC. I just don't think it would ever happen unless they ended up matched up in a bowl game or a playoff scenario. I just don't see no the way two they sides. Would schedule each right, other. I don't just I don't see the two sides, either one even opening that discussion. Correct. Yeah, but. But the bowl games would love it, and the yeah, television the bowl game partners would, would love it. They would definitely, if so they can line if, it up, do it. If it's at all possible, they're going to find a way to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just too good of a storyline. It would have to be in a college football, as as it currently sits, it would have to be in a college football playoff or in the Alamo, Alamo bowl. bowl. Yeah. And if it's in the Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma's had a disappointing season, right? Yes. So how confident are you then? Right? It's not like OU's going in. They've lost three games or something like that mm-hmm. if that happens. And if it's a college football playoff, then what has USC done? He flipped it quick, like I just said. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group, bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They're the home of the $899 listing fee. They'll list your home for $899. Same service as any other realtor on the, in the market, just saving you thousands of dollars. And right now in the month of March, got a little bit more time, about a, another week or so. If you would like to list and sell your home, let Terry know this month. Say, hey, I'm wanting to buy and sell a home. They're going to list your home for free. Find out more info on that, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Sources tell me that first hour of the T-Row in the morning show was flawless. One listener noted, quote, some are calling it the greatest hour in morning sports Hmm. radio ever, end quote. Wow. Wow, I hadn't heard that. that. That's what's being reported That out there. tweet yesterday, by the way, was another one that I felt was directly at me, and I was so angry. What tweet? That's based off of the Colin Cowherd tweet yesterday. That's what he said. Uh, sources told him about the USC practice yesterday, that it was flawless, oh. and that it may have been the greatest practice ever conducted in college football history. Oh, see, I didn't see that. I thought that was somebody just honestly evaluating <laughs> no, our was, first hour of the a, show. That was a shot at Colin Coward. <laughs> Which, then Labitard had one that said the same thing about Miami, so then the discussion began. Uh, uh, someone asked me last night, like, who sent this out first, Colin or Labitard? I was like, I have no idea. I was like, I only saw Collins. But I guess Labitard had sent out something about Miami's football uh, practice, so I don't know. I don't know who was first. But I thought uh, I thought Colin Cowherd was from Seattle. I think he is, and I don't think he went to USC. But suddenly, like he's the biggest USC homer that there ever was. But he sees that the shtick's working, and that Oklahoma fans get upset with it's him. It's just and, a shtick. Yeah. Yes, and so he's just taking it over the top now. Gotcha. So, but we all follow him. Everybody still follows him, just so they can get mad. I, I don't follow him. He just gets again retweeted into my timeline. So I don't uh-huh. follow Colin. So, gotcha. Yeah, uh, I'm down into the '90s. By the way, now I, I unfollowed all the basketball teams that uh, 
Big 12 basketball, you know, once the season's over, I don't follow them anymore. So I'm down into the 90s if anybody would like to audition for a follow. Now, does Hacks make that cut still? Yeah, that's not. Like Texas Tech basketball, the teams that are still in it, I still follow them. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. But Hacks, I'll follow Hacks all the time. He's my friend. He makes the cut all the time. He just he gives me joy <laughs> right. laughing at him. I mean, not laughing at him, but I think he's a funny guy. And he's, uh, I don't know, I, what, Hacks makes me makes me chuckle. Uh, this question on he the— He gets to go to San Francisco, by the way. He's pretty fired up. He gets to call the Duke-Texas Tech game. So He had to sit out those first two and watch from home. Back. That he's would have back. been torture. Well, somebody else called the games, and now he's back. Uh, this I one... almost tweeted at him. You know, they won without you, so it would probably be bad luck well, for you to join the team. But I didn't he, think emotionally he, he could handle that. He will get blamed by some people, I'm sure, if they end up playing poorly after he rejoins the team. Like, ah, oh, this is your fault, Haxton. You should have stayed at home. Yeah. Um, this person goes back to the Josh Heupel question, and they say, is it because he uh, still op- has open disdain for Oklahoma? That's probably part of it, because he hasn't let it go either. He still uh, throws shade from time to time and takes shots. Right, but he's the one that got fired. That's no excuse. Uh, I get it, TJ. There are just some people that for no apparent reason rub you the wrong way. There isn't much of a way to explain it either. I have had a couple of those people in my life, sort of like Android versus Apple people. (laughs) Android people. Don't get me started on Android people. Is there another Oklahoma, like... Legend, star, that you would feel the same way about. Yes, you played an audio clip from him this morning. Trey Young. Yes, like last night, I saw that clip and I was like, my eyes just rolled. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. It's just something about Trey irritates me. I don't know what it is. Huh. And I saw him last night, and I'm like, look at him trying to act tough. Dropping S-bombs. Loser! Norman native. Oklahoma Sooner. Superstar in the NBA. Correct. All, all true. Irritates you. Irritates me. Has for years. Hmm. He doesn't play basketball the right way. Is that it? Like he doesn't. Now, I don't mind his style. Like he's great to even to. watch. He's entertaining okay. to watch play basketball. He's uh mm-hmm. like you said, he's a superstar in the league, does incredible things. Just can't explain it. Just, Just can't some explain people it. rub you the wrong way. Yeah. Josh Do you not Michael, have people Trey like that Young. in your life? Yes, but uh, I I will you know, I'm, these words are gonna come out of my mouth and you can correct me if you think of somebody else. I don't think I like or don't like athletes, certainly OU, we're talking about OU here, based on, maybe not, maybe everybody, based on how good they play or whether they win or lose. Like, there's been plenty of guys on bad OU baseball teams or basketball teams that underwhelmed or even, you know, the 8-5 and football team that I love. It's more... If someone was, if someone was a bad person to me, or, you know, or, or not even to me, like if someone was a, 
was a jerk in general or didn't, you know, wasn't a, I didn't feel like it was a, a good person. I may not like them as much as other people, but it didn't have anything to do with winning or losing. I don't think. Now, if you could think of somebody who that's not true of, like, I mean, you could think of, like, I, I still get along great with Pete Hughes, for example, mm-hmm. or, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think well, you've always hated personalities. He never did anything well, to you. You just didn't like the guy. Hated is hated is a strong word, but again, that would be the perfect example of that was more of a per. He won plenty. That was a personality thing. Like I didn't necessarily appreciate the way he went about his business and interactions that the two of us had, or whatever. But that had nothing to do with whether he won or lost. He he played perfectly fine. I mean, he had he had. I had some great fun moments, like the calls at Oklahoma State, the one-man show with him, and like that was a fun year. Uh, up until the Peach Bowl, anyway. But like, I'm trying to think if there's—I don't think it has ever mattered whether they win or lose to me. Like, I know they're all there to represent the University of Oklahoma and give it their all, and nobody's going out there trying to lose or anything like that. And everybody's making the moves that they think is best at the right time. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. So, no, I don't I don't think there's anybody that I – I'm trying to think. You correct me. Who, like, who at OU through the years other than Jalen Hurts? Well, that's why I'd ask because I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard you irritated by an athlete or a coach. Like, I, I have no idea what about Josh Heupel would There are a lot of people I know you are irritated behind the scenes with. Such as uh, Joe Castiglione, but I wasn't going to say that on the air. Yeah, right. Well, Joe, Josie, and I have a long, long no, but feud. I know there are, uh, you know, oh, you know, like people that work at OU. You mean yes, that may. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but that's a personality thing, right? Right. right. Yeah, there's nothing to do with. Well, that's my thing with Josh Heupel. I don't like his personality. Okay. I just don't like the way he carries himself. He just bugs me. No, I'm I'm not going to talk you into it. So I'm not uh, whatever. I'm just trying to I get it, I guess. You feel about Josh Heupel the way I feel about Jalen Hurts. Yes. The problem being Jalen Hurts never led Oklahoma to a national championship. Correct. That's what I said. For me, it's almost like they're two different people. The player and the the coach. Yes. Something about the way he coaches and does press conferences or whatever irritates you. Yeah, it's like um, like he became a different person to me, and he's not. That's not the kid that was hoisted up on the shoulders. Uh, you love that kid. I love that kid. Yeah. Gritty, determined, hardworking. Love that kid. Now the slob they got over in Tennessee, I can't stand that dude. Wow. See, that's a personal shot. (laughs) It's not. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. What's up, Sooner Nation? Appreciate y'all for hanging out with me today. Just got out of FCA with my boys. Spring game coming up April 23rd, 33 days until the spring game. Make sure y'all get y'all's tickets and be in attendance. 
Pack out the palace, baby. Let's go. Marvin Mims yesterday. Did you take the journey with Marvin Mims yesterday, team? Journey, I took a journey with a lot of people, man. There was a lot of videos being out, uh, thrown around out there yesterday. Was, uh, they did a good job yesterday with keeping up with all that stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe, let me know if I can read that text on the air or not, please. That's pretty funny. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, there's an obvious push to pack the palace, TJ. Pack the palace. What, what do you? Uh, we talked about it yesterday. Did you ever give a number? I said I think they. Of how I many? Can, yeah, how I, many people will be there? Yeah, do you think uh, they can get eighty thousand? Well, I think it a lot depends on the weather, TJ. Well, you told me I, my excuse didn't count. <laughs> you can't use that. Okay, uh, Joe. Joe texted. If TJ gets quote unquote let go after today's show, I'll help you out in a pinch. There you go, TJ. <laughs> Why, am like le- Why am I Sounds getting like let go? Why am I but getting let quote, go? Quote unquote let go. Sounds like a threat. Huh. Uh, you insinuated some things uh, in that last segment about uh, maybe Joe and I not getting no. along very well. <laughs> yeah. Lies. You're basically <laughs> false reporting. Uh, Joe knows I'm playing with him. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, how many fans will be there? Man, everybody's jacked up. They are. Through the roof. I have and not no just reason. Oh, Ted Roof. That's really well done by you. Uh, see what I did there? Really well done. <laughs> like I'm getting Raise. let go. Like I'm getting let go. Come it's on, it's Joe. Joe. He's pretty good at what he does, Joe. <laughs> Hey, one of the yesterday, by the way, I hope people picked up on you playing uh, uh, Chris Stapleton's millionaire. <laughs> she going made to break me a millionaire <laughs> on about a thirty-second head notice. That was brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Talking about gay biker, that was brilliant. Um, what was I talking about? What was my train of thought? Oh, fans, man, everybody's jacked up, Teach. If it's a decent day, okay. And, you know, if it's raining or whatever, all bets are off. Because, you know, it's whatever. Baker Mayfield's going to be there. Yes. And we're finally going to see the statue that's been Choctaw. in Choctaw, Choctaw for the Choctaw last storage two years. for two, three years now. Britt Vittables is going to lead a team onto the field for the first time. You've got a new left-handed quarterback that... Probably TJ's going to hate in 20 years because he hates all OU left-handed quarterbacks. <laughs> but for the time being, That's he likes true. him. That's not true. Dylan Gabriel's his name. He wears a giant helmet, which that was interesting to learn the technology behind that new Axiom helmet yesterday. Did you read up on that? I didn't see that. He's got a new helmet on. It's like it's a little larger than Norman. I, I, I assume several guys are going to wear him this year. But it's some new Riddell Axiom helmet that is supposed to be safer and perfectly fitted to your head and all that kind of stuff. But it does look a little spaceshipy. Um, so you've got new head coach, you've got new quarterback, and you've got Baker Mayfield, maybe the most beloved Sooner of all time, certainly one of them, back in the building. I, I don't know what... Like I have, I can't figure out a reason why it wouldn't be sold out unless the weather's bad. So yeah, I think they're going to do it because this is going to be a relentless campaign for the next month. Pack mm-hmm. the palace, right? Hashtag pack the palace. 
tickets are what, 10, 15 bucks? It's affordable. Yeah, I think I think they're I want to say 15 this year, but I'd have to look that up, but I think they are 15, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. I think that I think they'll I think they'll do it. I think it's a, it's going to be a huge crowd. I think it's going Thad to be Thad turnip seeds behind it. Mm-hmm. He had 160,000 at Alabama's uh first spring game with Nick Saban, so I I think they'll figure out a way. Will Baker Mayfield have a new team by April 23rd? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, of course he will. You want me to tell you what team it's going to be? Well, a lot of people seem to think the Steelers all of a sudden, but who do you think it's going to be? Wouldn't that be a disaster? Oh, my gosh, that would be terrible. (laughs) So we'd have a quarterback battle between Trubisky and Mayfield? Yes, that's what people seem, seem to think. I like Baker's chances in that. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, yes, I think he could win that job. Sure, absolutely. Here's the thing about Pittsburgh. They'd get behind him. I don't like the Steelers any more than you do, but they're loyal. So who will he uh, be wearing? the? Uh, well, not that he wears his jersey. Know. You just said it. You were going to tell me who, and I said uh, Pittsburgh's being Seattle. thrown around now. You think it's Seattle, Seattle still? Yeah, I think it's Seattle. I think so too, but we'll see. I think it's Seattle. But, yeah, I think the spring game is going to be uh, – the roof is the ceiling be. when it comes to the spring game. Maybe. The roof is the ceiling. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's that's some good marketing. We should work that in with Ted Roof somehow. I think you gotta clear Start it. Calling him uh, we do Ted uh, Ceiling. You know. They do have connections to Jordan brand, so I think you gotta clear it with Mike first before you can use that, so Theodore Ceiling. <laughs> Rename him Theodore Ceiling. The roof is the ceiling. He's got a son on the team, too. Maybe we could use it with him somehow. I'll think on that. I'll think on that. I think I might get to work alongside my buddy uh, Dusty Dvorak again this year. I'm not sure if everything's finalized. and uh, I'm not exactly sure. Remember, my role was a little different last year on the spring game. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what my role is entirely yet this year. But I know Dusty's coming back to town to do some TV. So... We shall see. I don't More like details when they to change come your roles. Regard. You know I don't like change. I know you're very uneasy with that, aren't and you? And I like your roles. That was uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable. Yeah, you I like your radio role. Your play by play radio role. I feel a I little. Might, I might get let go today. I don't. Joe may I be feel right. A little, I don't know. That was aggressive on your part, and I am uncomfortable right now, and I would like to talk to HR after the show. <laughs> All right, I'm HR as well. Who's HR? Here. I, I'm station, HR around here as well, so just send, no, shoot me an boy. email. What a monopoly you've got around there. Uh, what time is it, Teach? 7.46 Central Time. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. I've got an hour and eight minutes left of my career here at the Ref. It's been a good run, so enjoy the last hour of the show. And then we'll see what the future holds for me. Saxon good Realty Group you. brings you this uh, hour. Home of the 899 I was listings corrected. Feed. I was told it was about your Trey Young comment. <laughs> I figured it was. <laughs> I told somebody that off the air. I was like, that was actually about the Trey Young comment, I yeah. think. 
405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Yeah, my, my apologies over that. I, I apologize way back to the first time I said that. Uh, was there, uh, has anyone ever brought up the fact, Air Comfort Solutions text line, by the way, has anyone ever brought up the fact that Chris likes to say, whoa, baby, while Toby likes to say, whoa, mama, just wondering, was there ever a discussion between Toby and Chris that went like, hey, that's mine, you're going to have to pick another one? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, and, uh, Chris can, when we can talk about this in the, uh, crossover if you want. We, I have, he and I have never had a conversation about anything either one of us say. Mm-mm. I like it. It's oh baby, or, or I don't know what his is. It's oh mama, oh. by the way. I know a lot of people say whoa. It's oh yes. And uh, I, I don't think I said it once during the college basketball season this year. It was three times during football. But um, yeah, no, he says uh, oh baby, what a shot. Uh, or uh, let's go. That's a popular Chris. Let's go. Uh, Taylor Maple sends the schooner. That's right. Send the schooner around the bases. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah we uh, all have our idiosyncrasies. Speaking of the spring game, will there be a radio broadcast before the spring game like a regular game, this person is asking? You think they're talking to you or me? Are you? Uh, yes, we will broadcast the yes. spring game. At, on the on Sooner Sports Radio, as always, we'll have a pregame show and a postgame show. Won't quite be as long, but I would assume we will also have on that day. Uh, the ref will have a pre will have pregame coverage. Too, yeah, right? we'll see how that has to work. It's going to have to work differently than it our regular uh, procedure because we've got baseball that day, so we'll be responsible for baseball, and it starts, I believe, at one o'clock that day with a twelve thirty pregame. I think Stand that's by. right. Stand by. April it's 23rd. before it starts before the spring game starts. So uh, we we were actually discussing that the other day. So I don't know exactly how. Yeah. So one thirty pregame. Mm-hmm. So possibly we lead into that baseball pregame. We're still discussing that. So all right. Details to there come. You go. Yeah. yeah. There'll be lots of radio coverage. Uh, Sean. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Toby. How's my favorite uh, author this morning? Oh, that's very nice of you. I'm doing good. Well, you're thank welcome. You. How are I you mean today, that. I, I am well, and I think you and Chris and Tyler and the whole group do a good job of painting a picture for us. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the car having a listen thank on the radio, so you're all much appreciated. It. Now that I, pleasantries are out yeah, of the way, let's suck go. Up, Here, go. Here comes the hammer, TJ. <laughs> no, there's no hammer. But I, you do tend to have uh, – you were talking about uh, Riley – you do tend to have a much higher opinion or a much greater confidence in him than I do. And you mentioned that I, and I had said that I talked about building a program. I I don't think that should be brushed aside. I think that's a huge thing. I think, but you, you, you minimized, I think what, is a bigger issue. And the fact that Oklahoma was getting, whether it's marginally slightly or more so less competitive each season is not arguable. His first season, which I give, I mean, when you took that over, it was on autopilot because of the timing you take it over. 
But every season after that, OU did get a little bit worse. I mean, yeah, that's right. To the last to the last season where you didn't win the comp, you finished third, and out of the playoff. You know, your last two, you were out of the playoff, and then the last one, you finished third in the conference. Um, I think he's going to struggle mightily. I think he's going to struggle at SC, and maybe not completely with wins and losses. I think you bring up a good point about the vacuum that is the Pac-12. Somebody's got to win it and how they divvy up their schedule. But the same issues that I think we're getting ready to come to a head at Oklahoma and that played a larger role in why he made the move are going to be tenfold in SC just because of the environment you're in, because of the size of the city, uh, all that. I think this is going to be a lot more difficult than what some people who think he's going to go out there and just click off wins think. And, 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 and his offense, he is good. I think, it's, I think it's been caught up to a little bit, the tapes out there, rather. And I don't know that that SC offensive line is very good. It was not last year. So I think he may struggle a little bit more than what we think or what some people think. What's that mean? I think eight and four, nine and three might be the norm. And and there's nothing wrong with that. They, you know, they were four and eight last year. Obviously, if you go eight and four, everybody's going to crow about the amazing turnaround. But For a while. I think the. You can't keep doing right, it, though. No. But I don't think he. I don't think his roots in in the SC or anywhere he goes are for a while. I think he's. I. I, I kind of think he might be looking for the next thing. Does USC win a Pac-12 championship under Lincoln Riley? Uh, no, they play for one within the, within the next wow. within the next five years. If he's there five years, zero Pac-12 th- championships. But they. Play I don't for think one. they win one. I think they play for one. Hmm. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Hey, thanks much. Much Much preach. That means appreciated, TJ. Thanks. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I was looking that up. Top of the hour. We'll be back.